thank you for tuning in to the Transformed Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast challenges us to be different from this world in which we live and to transform ourselves into the best that we can be for God. Here is your host, Caleb Rutherford. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Caleb Rutherford, and I'm so appreciative of your presence here on this podcast as an audience, as a listener. Thank you so much for sticking with us. If you've been if you've been with me uh, before I uh, was with the Scattered Abroad Network, thank you for being with me for that long. If you've joined up now since we have been on the network, thank you uh, for your, uh, I guess, virtual online presence um, in this audio platform. Uh, but I'm so thankful for this network, uh, for what it's been able to do. And again, as we've always said, all glory to God. We're thankful uh, for what he has allowed us to do. Um, but thank you again as an audience, as listeners, appreciate so very much uh, you sticking with us. As always, all of our show notes uh, have all, of, or rather our show notes have all of our links uh, in them. And you can find that for all of our social media platforms. You can go to our website, scatteredabroad.org. If you need to email us any questions, any comments, anything like that. Um, one of you had, I think maybe a while back, had asked for a transcribed um I guess a sheet of uh, a particular episode on the network. We're looking into how we can do that. Uh, I'm sure there's some ways that we can do that. So if you're looking for that, just bear with us as we kind of work some of these kinks out. We've only been in, we've only been up and running since January. So we still kind of working some things out, still learning as we go. So I appreciate your patience with us as we are um, continuing on this journey. It's been a fun journey. It's been challenging, uh, but certainly hopefully it is something that has been beneficial to you uh, in your walk with Christ. If you've been with us through the scattered or rather through the transformed podcast, you know um, that we are um, finishing up a series here as we close out uh, season two. I believe when this uh, uploads, it will be, I guess maybe beginning of December. So by the time you hear this, I should have a baby girl <laughs> born into this world. Yeah. So I am, I'm thrilled. Tucker, of course I, you guys know, if you've been with us, you know, Tucker Wallace has been on the podcast. Um, if you haven't, uh, met Tucker yet, go back a couple of episodes, go to episode 17. Uh, you'll meet Tucker there, kind of find out about his story and why we're doing, uh, this particular podcast series with Tucker and kind of his story. Uh, but as you know, from, if you've been with us, you know that Tucker uh, is a great guy. He, he's married, uh, has, has, has a son Dirks. Um, and I'm, I know you talk about being a parent's fun all the time, but, I'm, I'm nervous a little bit. First one for me, you know, baby girl for me, but I'm, just, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for what's to come. Oh, dude, you're going to be awesome. Both of you are going to be awesome. And it, it is so cool being a dad. And, um, yeah, I could tell some funny stories, but it, it'll change your life. And it's really yeah. awesome. Well, man, I, I'm super excited. So by the time you're listening to this, you all should have met Hadley Ray by now. Um, uh, we call her, we call her Hattie. Kaylin calls her uh, Hattie bug all the time. So anyways, <laughs> uh, enough of that sappy stuff, right? We got to get back to what we're here for. Um, <laughs> Uh, but thankful that you're with us uh, for the Transform podcast as we get into this idea of being transformed into a Christian. And as we have already stated, Tucker Wallace is with us to help us uh, dive into this simple yet very important subject. So, Tucker, thanks for taking some time out of your your busy schedule and uh, sitting down and uh, recording these episodes with us. Dude, thank you so much. It's an honor. And uh, if y'all haven't started following Scattered Abroad, you definitely should. And I love what you guys are doing ever since January. It's crazy, but 
Um, we're praying for y'all, and I know it's going to be amazing for you for the future ahead. Lord oh, appreciate it, man. Appreciate you, all the work that y'all do at GBN, the Authentic Christian uh, Podcast, Campfire Stories, all that good stuff. It'll all be in our show notes <laughs> below. Maybe not this particular episode, but if you want all those links, go back to episode 17, uh, where we first introduced all the stuff that the, the works that Tucker does. So find all that stuff there. Um, and I know, I know you do vid- some video work um, for like some weddings and different things like that, don't you? You you, you do um, go do stuff like that. So yeah. if you need to contact him, I'll. I'll there was contact info down there. If you need some of that stuff. Maybe he's too busy. I don't know, but <laughs> I, I don't know if he's trying to figure any more clients or not, but um, definitely he does Thanks, some great man. work. So he's, he's got done some awesome stuff. I uh, know. So let's talk about this idea of repentance um, today and definitely something that's a very interesting topic. Um, something that definitely needs to be talked about. Maybe a little bit of confusion out there on what repentance is. So as we begin, let's kind of define our terms, Tucker. What exactly is repentance, but specifically talk about what true repentance is, because there are maybe some, I guess, mixed versions of what repentance really is. So talk about true repentance and what it really is. Yeah, man. Um, so I actually Googled, I'm not a Greek expert, but I uh, tried to go back to the, the Bible language. The Greek word for repentance is, uh, I'm going to butcher this, but metaneo or something, uh-huh. but it's like, it says a change of mind. So powerful. It changes one's life. Um, so that, I thought that was pretty cool with the Greek definition behind that, sure. uh, the word of repentance. Um, but one of them I looked at was second Corinthians seven, eight through 11, yeah. oh, which yeah. I ended up saying that you had some of that down there, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it's like Paul's writing this letter to the church of Corinth and it says, for even if I made you sorry with my letter, I don't regret it though. I did regret it for I perceived this, that the same epistle made you sorry though only for a while. Now rejoice not that, not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you were made sorrow in a godly manner, uh, sorry, in a godly manner, for that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. So, for godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. So, I mean, I think what he's saying is like, I know it's probably some hard stuff they had to read, but it was ultimately, it, even if sometimes things hurt your feelings or sometimes they're rough, like, hey, you got this going on in your life, it's saying, uh, I am going to change. It's a change of mind so powerful, it changes one's life to choose from uh, dying to oneself and living for, uh, God's way in Jesus. Um, that's what I, that's what I would say. Yeah. And I, I may be jumping ahead when I say this. Um, but, um, true repentance is, uh, and I like that definition you talked about. It leads to, it's kind of like a life change, right? And yeah. it, it obviously has to lead to, um, a change of action a change in your life, a change of the way you do things. That's what true repentance is because we talk all the time about, you know, a kid gets his hand caught in a cookie jar, right? And he gets in trouble. And a lot of times he'll say what? He'll say sorry, but then what does he do five minutes later when mom walked out of the kitchen? (laughs) Hands right back in the cookie jar. That's not what true repentance is. That's just being sorry that you're caught. And I think it's interesting. And I actually, I was reading this um, in 2 Corinthians 7 and verse 9, and I know I'm getting ahead when I say this, but I just wanted to mention this. Paul says, and you read this a minute ago, now rejoice not that you were made sorry, but that Look at this. Your sorrow led to repentance. Being sorry is not repentance. Um, he says, but it rather it's something that leads to repentance. So again, this idea, true repentance is not just saying that you're sorry that you were caught, but understanding what you did was wrong. And then that leading to a change in your life. And so I think that's something that we need to make sure that we understand as we talk about this, um, is that true repentance is something that leads to it, to a life changing decision. Um, something that alters the way that you used to live and that you now no longer do this. So with all of that in mind, as we kind of jump back into your conversion story, Tucker, talk about repentance, um, kind of the role that it played um, as you uh, went on your journey of becoming a Christian. 
Yeah. Um, so I know we've talked about like kind of how I grew up and how I was introduced to the truth through Meg, my wife now. And, um, but I actually, so I became a Christian before we got married. It was August and I'm going to leave, uh, the bigger part of this for the last episode of this for baptism. Sure. But, um, it, uh, realizing this is the hardest part is realizing, um, the things that are in your life. You know, I grew up Southern Baptist, so there's a lot of different things that don't match up with what scripture says, but it has a really good meaning behind it. But ultimately it's like, well, what is, what, how did God write things? Like, what did he write down in scripture? Like, it doesn't matter what I've done in my life or how, even if I have a good feeling behind it, it's like, um, what does his word say? So I remember, let's see, it was 2017, um, throughout that summer, um, doing Bible studies, you know, with her parents and, uh, with Bruce Hatcher, we had started premarital counseling which could you get a tax break or something? You get a discount, I think, if you get, go to premarital counseling in Tennessee. So that was really cool. But um, we also did it because we wanted to give our marriage the best. And so as we went to premarital counseling, a lot of times, like, um, I would ask Bruce questions, Mr. Bruce, a lot of questions. Um, mm-hmm. And we talk about things, which ultimately led up to August 15th, which we'll talk about that on uh, the baptism episode. But um, yeah, I, I think, you know, I, you know, there's not like really specific things. I, I, you know, I could tell you like, you know, we grew up, you know, playing with instruments and different things and like what our vision of baptism was as a Southern Baptist and Lord's Supper and all the things. It really was just like kind of restarting in a sense. And I really think the hardest part in this regard was saying that my life wasn't in vain. Like that, that my whole, like the last, uh, let's see, I think I was 22, 22 years was, wasn't for nothing, but it, you know, and to see like, you know, although I might not have been doing everything by the Bible, like I tried my best. And I think that's like, we, you try your best and you know, the Bible says, if you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. So I, I feel like I got to the closest I could in my life. And then I was introduced to Megan and, um, thankfully she shared the gospel with me. And, uh, but, um, that's the hardest part of saying it. Repentance is choosing Jesus over everything yeah. and saying, I'm going to choose this truth over everything. And, and I won't go all, all the details, but just, I think it really comes down to that in my life is that at some point, um, that summer before August was just saying, okay, eventually I have to choose whether or not I'm just going to hold on to these things. Or now that, um, I've been seeing these scriptures as clear as day, things that I've never read before and seeing it now as clear today, I have to make that really tough decision. But honestly, in the end, it's really not that tough. I mean, the emotional side of it's really hard, Yeah. but the, the, the decision to be Jesus is, is easy. Like the gospel is simple. The world's just made it tough. Oh, sure. Um, that's, I think that's what, that was the ultimate thing I had to think in my mind is do I want Jesus or I want everything else? And so that, yeah. and then ultimately, thankfully I changed Jesus. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that it is a tough choice, I guess, maybe at the beginning when you're kind of understanding okay, my life's not what it needs to be. There's things in my life that don't need to be there. There's things I need to add into my life. That that can be kind of daunting, I guess, maybe at the outset. Yeah. But the more you understand, the more you realize, and the more you fall in love with Jesus through your study, the more you understand, okay, yeah. this is what he wants me to do. If I truly love him, I'm going to do it. That's, you know, John 15, 14, John 14, 15. <laughs> uh, if you love me, 
keep my commandments, right? So if we truly have a love for God, <laughs> for Jesus, for what he's done, that's going to be the next step. Now, does that mean it's going to be the easy step? No, but it does mean it's the right one. Um, and just be, but just, again, just because something's difficult, something's hard, doesn't mean that that's not what you need to be doing. And a lot of times that growth yeah. that we experience, um, that we need to have in this life comes through, you know, learning lessons like that and things that can be really difficult and hard to, you know, to hard to get at first. Um, but I think that's definitely something that a lot of people maybe struggle with, um, with this idea of repentance is that it's, it's a definitely a choice that they have to make and something that's going to be difficult. Um, but you know, nobody, nobody wants to make their life harder than it already is. But ultimately we understand that, you know, in the end, um, we're going to end up in a much better place than if we didn't repent of those things and try to put our life in the right, in the right place. So I think that's so very important for us to, for us to be conscious of, you know, we go back to this idea of true repentance, um, Tucker and I, and again, we've already referenced second Corinthians chapter seven, uh, specifically there verse 10, but true repentance obviously comes from a willingness to admit that there is things in your life that are not right, that there is sin in our lives. We understand every single person has sinned. That's Romans chapter 3, verse 23. We understand that because we have sinned, we are then deserving of death. That's Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. Um, and that's what we yeah. are deserving of. Yet we also understand that Jesus Christ went to the, went to the cross, took our sins with him uh, on the cross. And because of that, his blood then cleanses us from those sins, and we now have access to the church. That's really... Ephesians chapter one, Ephesians chapter three. So talk about why for some people, it is so hard to admit that there is things in your life, in their lives that they need to fix and that they need to change. Um, one thing that I wrote down and I think it really uh, hits is that everybody comes from a different story. So like, you know, I came I was grew up in Southern Baptist, so I'm used to certain things a certain way. And, um, you know, a lot of my family is like majority Southern Baptist and uh, a little, like a tiny bit Presbyterian and, you know, different things. Um, so I think everybody comes from this emotional part of their life of like, you're just attached to stuff. Yeah. And, and sometimes it can be mixed with pride of like, you know, I, I've always heard that the older you get, the more kind of set in your ways you are. So it's harder to change. So like in your twenties or so, it's kind of the easiest or so, because you're like, Hey, like what's, the, what's, you know, what's life about, you know, what am I going to do with my life? And so, um, yeah, I remember actually hearing a statistic or so saying like college age is probably the best people to grab people to and introduce them to the gospel. Because like, you know, that's the, that's the time of your life when you're like, all right, I've grown up, I'm out of high school, you know, I'm still a young adult, but now I got to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. Right. And so you're like, you're open to questions. And so, um, I just think everybody comes from a different story. And so we actually have to meet people where they are in different parts of their life, not to accept their sin or anything, but to be like, I get where you're coming from. Um, like there was a, a lady I used to work with at the grocery store and she um, was telling me, um, now this is a long time ago, but she was telling me how um, the, one of the reasons she became a lesbian was because she was raped by a man. Oh, wow. And so it's like, if I'm going to talk to her, I can't just go like, say like, you know, a certain this sin is wrong because of this, but it's like, I have to meet a certain person wherever they are in their life and be kind with them and, and be truthful, never back down from the truth. But just, um, you know, I think that's the way we have to carry out. One thing that Megan and I have truly noticed um, that we talk about a lot is like, sometimes people um, who are Christians focus so much on just the truth that we actually neglect loving people. Oh, yeah. um, and, 
and then in Christian culture, a lot of times we focus a lot about, uh, well, I'm used to, but now, you know, in Christian culture today, it's so much about loving and accepting that we actually think that that is above truth. But mm-hmm. the thing I heard Dan Winkler say once, is like it goes hand in hand, like it's both together. And so, um, I think everybody comes from a different background and so we need to love them, but also be truthful with them in a loving, uh, courageous, kind, but bold way. Yeah. Because you want them ultimately to to be like, yeah, like I need, I want to live for God. I want to be uh, baptized into Christ and become a Christian and live, have that hope, go to heaven, live forever with the family of God. So, but I think it probably comes down to pride, um, emotional stories that people have gone through, background. Um, yeah, those kind of, I feel like those kind of things. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you, I mean, you basically just, I mean, you talk about Ephesians 4, verse 15, where Paul said, speak the truth, but do so how? In love. If you don't do it in love, there's, not that there's no point, but that you will you will be hard pressed to find yourself being <laughs> successful um, if if you do it with with no love. You have to, like you said, meet people where they're at. You know, under, try to understand, form those relationships with people, um, and figure out what's going on in their lives, and then figure out how to best approach it um, to do so with yeah. love. But like you said, never compromising the truth. Understanding that um, you know. The truth is the truth's the truth. And it sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it's hard. But yeah. you can do it in a loving way. Um and you've got to be able to find yeah, that middle ground and that way to do so um without any kind of compromise uh, compromising the truth. So I think that's really, really important. And I do think, you know, we talk about people why it's hard for people to admit that there's sin in their lives. Um like you you mentioned there at the end that pride. Pride is a lot of that. Um uh, trying it's tough for any of us to admit that we're wrong. Um, and it's tough to, you know, for any of us to admit that there's things that we don't need to be doing. Um, but ultimately if we are, if we're going to be good, faithful Christians, um, being humble is something that we are going to have to implement into our lives and being humble enough to the point to where we understand we're not perfect. There's things in our lives that are not right. Um, and that we need the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse us from, uh, those sins in our lives. So I think that's a great point that you made there. Thanks, man. I think about repentance um, and what a some you know what a difficult thing that sometimes can be. Um, but I think some people maybe look at it as this idea of you know once you repent, then you're good to go for life. And I think maybe some of that comes from like a Calvinistic standpoint. Um, but let's let's yeah. play this as we kind of close this episode out. We talk about this idea of repentance. Th- does it mean? when we repent that you and I are never, ever, ever going to fail the Lord again. Is that what that means? No, it doesn't. Um, one of the notes I wrote down was like, uh, I heard a sermon about, um, the true encouragement of the book of first John. And it pretty much a little summary is just like, you're going to mess up again. Like, and if you say you have no sin, um, then you're a liar. Right. So God knows that we're going to mess up. Um, but like one of the grateful things is that, First John uh, chapter one, verse four says that these things we write to you that your joy may be full. So like it's introducing like, okay, we're going to write these things to you because your joy may be full. And then it goes into, uh, you know, like, if, let's see, uh, chapter, well, chapter one, um, verse 10, if we say that we've not sinned, we make him a liar and his words not in us. Right. Um, but you know, nine, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Um, so like God's like, you're, if you are faithful to God and just love him, you're going to, there are going to be times and days where you mess up and you had a really bad day and you've maybe sinned 
I don't know, doing different things or whatever. But like the most amazing thing is that you have a loving father, a loving God. who's like, I understand like you're, you know, we're not perfect yet. Like, even though we've been washed in the perfect blood of Christ, we're still human right now. Um, we're going to mess up, but, um, first John is an amazing book that I learned. It's yeah. a true encouragement written to people who are Christians. And it's like, it's the, it's like first John one, four says like your joy may be full. So, um, I, we don't have to live every moment. Like, Oh man, I've messed up. Like I'm going to hell now. It's like, okay, God, like, Hey, I messed up. I'm really sorry. Please. You know, I, I did this today. I'm sorry about that. And I don't want to do that anymore. And it's like, it says Jesus, if we walk in the light, you know, as he is in light, you know, Jesus, his blood is going to cover us. And so, um, yeah, man, there's a, there's true joy in being a Christian and it's like, yeah, we're going to mess up again, but the joy is that God's got us. And if we're faithful and confess like that, you mess up and you, and you choose to repent of that, you know, you just keep on walking. The hard part is when you say, no, I'm good. And, um, I'm going to keep doing this sinful thing to the point where you're like, I don't want God anymore. That's a different subject for a different day, but like, that's a different, um, you said it once like attitude, that's a different attitude, but, but the attitude of being a Christian is, uh, I've messed up. I'm sorry, but like God's love and his forgiveness of Jesus blood covers you as you walk in the light. No, sure. Absolutely. Um, and I, I think about a couple passages, Galatians, I think Galatians five and verse four, probably maybe one of the more famous ones, but talks about this idea where Paul says, you've become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by the law, you've fallen from grace talking to Christians you can fall from grace. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think one of the passages that really blows Calvinism out of the water is Second um, Peter chapter 3, specifically verse 17, where Paul says, You therefore, beloved, talking to Christians, since you knew this mm-hmm. beforehand, beware, lest you also fall from your own steadfastness. Well, why would they have to beware um, that they were going to fall if they couldn't fall from grace, if you can't? be someone who once you repented cannot go back. So several passages that uh, that talk about this idea of knowing we can fall from grace. We can mess up and and commit sin. Um, But like we said, that's where the grace of God comes into play. Understanding that when we Mm -hmm. do the grace of God will cover us. But does that mean we can just live our lives however we want? And just assuming that the grace of God's going to cover us, well, no, that's Galatians or Romans chapter six um, and verse one, where, where Paul, let me make sure I get my reference right. Romans six, verse one, Paul says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. God forbid. King James says, how shall we who have died to sin? You're dead to sin. You've put that old man to death. You're not living that way anymore. How shall we who have died to it live any longer in it? Um, And so it's just, it's just the point making that, we understand that as, as, as faithful individuals, as Christians, we will do our best to live that perfect life for, for Jesus Christ, understanding that there will be times when we do sin, we do fall short, but understanding first John chapter one, if we confess those sins, he's willing and faithful to forgive us of those sins. Um, and because of that, we understand we don't live in a way to where we're just going to abuse the grace of God. That's Romans chapter six. So a lot of different places to go there as we talk about this idea of repentance, but definitely something that we need to continue to study, especially as we talk about this idea of being transformed into a Christian, into someone who's living for God, someone who's given their lives over for him. Um, This idea of repentance is something that definitely comes into play and definitely something that we need to continue to study. Um, Wonderful, wonderful topic it is to know, though, that we can repent. 
and that we can have salvation um, and freedom from those sins um, that, that, that we've uh, committed in our lives and to know that repentance is even possible. That's such a beautiful thing to, to know that because of what Jesus Christ has Amen. done, we can repent in the first place. Um, so that's a definitely gr- a great thing to keep in mind. Um, Tucker, thanks again so much, so much for being on the podcast. Looking forward to closing uh, these next two episodes out with you. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it very, very much to our audience. Again, as always, thank you for listening, for sticking with us. Don't forget, we do have two more episodes um, as we go through the end of this year, through the end of season two, and then we'll jump into season three with a brand new series kicking off there at the beginning of January. If you're listening to us, thank you so much and God bless. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. That's the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.